In the morning, my friends, how are you today? Welcome to St. Mark Bemidji's podcast. I'm sure Hank would agree it's the best thing since propane and propane accessories. According to my friends over at podcastindex.org, there are nearly 4 million podcasts out there. There are few, however, that offer a message like ours. Ours is the same message that Jesus carried and that so many others have strived to share with everyone they meet. It's the message about Jesus and his perfect life, death, and resurrection. The message of a better life through faith in that same Jesus. It's the message of salvation from death and an eternity in hell that comes to us by faith in Jesus alone. It's a message that is for everyone, everywhere. So if you like what you hear today, you can subscribe to the podcast on your phone and listen to us four times every week. You can share it with a friend. If you look in the podcast description on the app that you're using right now, in every episode there's a share link for you to email or text to them. I've tried to make it really obvious. Let me know if it isn't at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Like I talked about last week, lots of good things are happening at the church as fall sprints through October. Our Reformation services will be held on Sunday the 30th, and following late service, we will have a German dish potluck. Bring an empty stomach and be our guest. Later that same day, our mom's group is organizing a trunk or treat in the church parking lot. So again, October 30th, from 2 and going on until 4, you can bring your small humans to check out our colorful car, car decorations, with or without a costume, and get a bag full of cavities. If you're interested in any of these events, they're being held at the same place we have church every Sunday at 8 and 10.30 a.m. at 2220 Ann Street in Bemidji, Minnesota. I'm really eager to start today's devotional, so maybe you want to grab your Bible, or you could just keep polishing that propane tank to a high shine while listening to what today's devotion has in store for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 46, we have Jesus' word, which reads, But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Christ, whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, Then how does David in the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I put your enemies beneath your feet. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? No one was able to answer him a word, nor did anyone dare from that day on to ask him another question. This is my text. In the name of Jesus, amen. Jesus was ever being tested by his adversaries. Why? Do you recall that on one occasion Jesus rebuked disciple Peter, recounting that Peter was not thinking the thoughts of God but of men? The hymn writer stated the reason poetically. 
enslaved by sin and bound in chains beneath its dreadful tyrant's sway, and doomed to everlasting pains, we wretched, guilty captives lay. The sinner knows no other way to return to God, to return to paradise, to please God, to reconcile himself to God, than by his good intentions and good works. He is bound by sin to think this way. When the sinner is confronted with anything that might remotely suggest that he and his life do not measure up, he will rebel, challenge it, and seek to remain justified within himself. The lawyer steps up and does so. He does not believe this man Jesus is any more or any one other than a mere man. Certainly not the promised incarnate Son of God, the offspring of the woman, the Redeemer, that was promised from the very beginning. This man knows the law, the will of God, and Jesus cites it to him in his entirety. Love, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love is the will of God. Love, love is of the heart. God looks at the heart. If all the law is love, and love is of the heart, what heart is there that can obey the law? Is anyone's heart always love? The commandment of love is so deep, so sublime, so great, that no one can fulfill it, not in a lifetime or a thousand lifetimes. For God requires a love that flows from the entire heart, the entire soul, the entire mind, all at one time. In other words, whatever love that sinners think they have in their heart must continue in absolute divine protection always, and love God above all things and love neighbor as self all the time, including enemies, adversaries, the unlovable, the undeserving, the unfriendly, and all the rest, without the slightest hindrance whatsoever arising in the heart. Well, what sinner can do this? In Genesis 8, which the lawyer knew quite well, God spoke through Moses and said, The imaginings and strivings of a man's heart are always evil from his youth. Even in Christians, whose hearts have been renewed by the Holy Spirit, it isn't possible to fulfill the law of God to such absolute perfection. In the rebirth and renewal of the heart by the Holy Spirit, the old tree is surely cut down, of course. However, the evil root still remains and are ever sprouting forth with sin and evil lust that try to grow up and choke off the new tree in Christ and its fruit. This is the sin that always clings to us, which the new being in Christ is moved to repent in baptism's daily contrition and repentance. But this then also means that love is not perfectly kept. If we wish to stand before God's judgment, we must bring perfect love with us. Our faith in Christ will provide it. Christ fulfilled the commandment for us, fully and completely, for us all. For greater love has no man than that he lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus, at the cross, laid down his life for all of us, for the remission of all of our sins. There, God showed his love for us, in that while we were still sinners and enemies of God, Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus, at the cross, the love of God 
for us. And in him, the law is fulfilled for us. For apart from Christ, we can do nothing. But in him, our faith is counted as righteousness, that we might stand before the judgment of God reconciled and at peace. In the name of Jesus, amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org. 